Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What's up, family? Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. As your continued source for all sports graduate information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Bet online is the proud sponsor of the Boss Man Show. The boss man show, friend of the show, at Latina. We got the Sacred Hearts, Pirates here on the show as always. He's going to the show every year, once a year at least. So, coach, man, do this for five years, man. How you doing, man? Doing great. We got a we got a good little uh, good little string going on here together. So I'm, I'm excited to be here with you, and uh, it's uh, it signals either the start of the year or NCAA tournament time. Both exciting times for us. So, but we're uh, happy to be here, man. Great to be here with you again as always. Yes, man. KB has been 10 years for you at Sacred Heart, man. I know in this business, you all change jobs a lot, man. Stability is very rare. It's more 10 years, man. How does it make you feel? Well, uh, grateful, you know, fortunate. It's, you know, these jobs don't have the shelf life they used to have. So 
when someone will have you for this long, you know, there has to be a little gratitude uh, involved in that and, and a little humility as well. Um, you know, so I'm at a great place with great people that really support me. So, you know, it's not like that everywhere. Matter of fact, it's not like that most places, you know, they, they it's, it's a real, what have you done for me lately type of uh, world. And um, so, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm grateful uh, every day for, for where I work, the people I work for, the university, Sacred Heart University is a great place with great leadership. So, you know, um, when people always ask, you know, hey, is that a good job? Is this a good job? And and there's a lot of different criteria, but the number one criteria, if something is a good job is, who are you working for? Yes. And from my standpoint, I got the best job in the country because the people I work for are as good as, good as you can ask for. They're supportive, they're, uh, you know, they, 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 you know, every meeting after every year is, you know, what can we do to help you? And, and what, you know, whether it was a great year or disappointing year. So, uh, you know, my biggest motivation, I've been saying this since I became a head coach is, is to, is to give the university a, a championship it deserves because they've been so good to me and we've been close, but uh, hopefully this is the year we get over the top. No doubt. I was asking about this coach, Lucina, um, how was summer for you guys this year? No COVID. I know up your way, they had lots of tight restrictions down there down your way, down yeah. so much down my way. But so yeah. how was it having a year, no COVID, have guys on campus for those eight weeks, actually work on their games. How was it for you, you and you guys and the guys can build a camaraderie together as well? It was great, man. It was, it was great to feel normal again. You know, uh, there was no worries. We weren't getting tested three times a week. We weren't, you know, uh, there was no masks, you know, it was, it was, as you know, it was back to normal. It's good things. It's good to know that certain things can get back to normal because heck a year ago or two years, a year ago at this time, no one knew if, if we'd ever get back to normal and, and it felt as normal. And, and I use the no word normal as a major positive. It felt as normal as, as uh, it has been in a long time. So that was great. And it was great for our guys too, to like just be able to interact like kids like, like, college kids do and uh, it was great we got a lot done we you know we we brought in three new players uh we had a couple players that were sitting out so we were integrating you know probably four or five new guys into the rotation and, and so we really took advantage of that opportunity because three of the guys we brought in are all transfers so they're all older guys and you know to mix them in with our returners was was a, was real valuable for us so uh it was great we kind of had a good feel for what we have and and um you know, and, and hope you know we we kind of picked up where we left off. So we're, we we were excited. We have a scrimmage next week, and uh, I guess we'll see how, where where we are at this point. You know, it's hard to tell this time of year because sometimes if you have a real good offensive day in practice, do you are you like, well, the offense was good, or you're like, well, the defense stunk, or vice versa, the defense was great, but we can't score anyone. So until you play another opponent, it's hard to really tell what what what's what's what, and. Uh, so we're getting to that point where the guys are kind of starting to get tired of playing against each other. They're ready for, they're ready for a, another challenge. And, and next week we will have a, a a scrimmage. So we're excited for that. Don't ask us about this time of year. Are you still doing more skill development work with us now? Moving more to schematics, putting in defenses, ATOs, free throws, line stuff. Because I know November seventh is, is coming up fast and furious. So how much are you moving past the skill development now? Really putting this up for game stuff coming up here real soon. Well, you know, so what we do is when we have the whole team there, 
we're really, and we'll do some skill work, some fundamental stuff. Obviously you got to do certain things, uh, you know, to, to practice your identity. Like we play fast. So, you know, we're doing fast break drills. So, the, you know, when you do a fast break drill, there's, there's passing involved and there's catching and there's, there's different fundamental things like that. But when people talk about skill development, uh, I think the way we do it, at least, you know, we get 20 hours of practice, but we end up only using about 15 of those, especially with the new, the way the system works. So you can start practice 42 days before your first game, but you only get 30 practices. So in that seven week span, you in essence have to take two days off a week, right? Because just the, that's just the math. So you never get close to your 20 hours. So what we do is we probably end up getting about 15 or so hours. And then we use those extra three or four hours for guys to get in with coaches on their own and, and to get to the 20. So we do most of our skill development uh, and it's not really rigid and scheduled, but like guys get in and, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons why I'm excited about our team is we do have a really good culture of guys wanting to be in the gym and no guys in the gym on their own. And, 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 and sometimes I tell coaches, if a guy asks you to be in the gym, ask them what they want to do, you know? So they ask you again, you know, to, to be in the gym. And, and, and we really, we have, uh, I think the overwhelming majority of our guys are really in the gym a ton, uh, almost too much. Sometimes we're, we're like, Hey, let's like, we're getting closer to games and let's, let's make sure we're taking care of our bodies. But so we do a lot more of our skill development one-on-one or with two guys during that extra period. I would say now you're, you know, you know, you gotta be ready to play the game. You gotta team play zone. You gotta be ready. If you have a, after ATO, you have to be, you know, you have to work on those things. Like, you know, this is not like the NBA where, and I don't even know if the NBA does this, where you just drop a play you've never practiced. You know, oh, it most, happens. Trust yeah. me. It happens a lot with the Hawks. Trust me. <laughs> not, see, in college, I, at least me, I'm not comfortable with that. Like, I'll drop a play to just refresh their memory of something we've worked on. Rarely will I ever just try to drop a play, never worked on it. So, you know, right now you're working on end of game, after timeout, down four, down five. You know, you know what are we doing? Not to mention – if you play zone, what if a team plays zone against you? What if a team's switching different different coverages? So you're really trying to cover everything you can. Now, we do have a, a decent amount of time to do that, but there is that, as a head coach, there is that pressure like, hey, we got to be ready for just about every scenario. So definitely when we practice five on five, it's, it's, it's much more team stuff at this point of the year. But we try to get our skill development stuff individually in those extra three or four hours that we're not using. Uh, in our 20-hour limit. No doubt. I'll say about how the Hawks do it. You know, the guys who won't be playing there at night probably, they get to the arena like at 3 o'clock or, so, or 7 o'clock game to work out with coaches pregame and get their work in that way. They're playing three-on-three three on the court before all the fans get in. So that's how you do it. The shoot-around like an hour. It's crazy, yeah. man. Well, you got to do that because especially, you know, in the NBA, you're playing so many games. So, like, obviously you're not practicing on those days. So if you're not in the regular rotation and you're only playing, say, 20, 25 games or, say, 22 games, just make it, that means 60 nights. If you're not working out on those 60 nights, you're going to get out of shape. So we do something similar. If you're not in the rotation on game day or we don't expect you to play, we'll put you through a workout because otherwise you'll, you'll get out of shape, you know. And, and so – and the NBA guys, obviously, they're pros. So they, they – they, the, especially the veteran guys, they know, like, hey, I got to be ready because it can change. If you're not in the rotation, but two guys need a rest or whatever, load management, you you can't be out of shape and playing the NBA game. This is this is the real deal. So, you know, we're 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 conscious of that as well. 
Uh, we have a smaller roster this year, so we only have 13 guys. So our guys are getting a lot of reps. But, um, you know, certainly on game days, if you're not in our rotation, we'll, we'll do stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's the, the individual stuff is is super important. You know, some guys just need it. It's part of their personality. Like no if they're doubt. not Watson, they're, they're freaked out, which is good. You know, I, I, I want guys to be obsessed about their game. But we, again, we were in a fortunate position that, you know, we're not even scheduling individuals. These guys are, our coaches know, no matter what you're doing, if a player asks you to go to the gym, you got to go. That That is your, no, our job is to help them get better. And, you know, recruiting has to take a backseat. Uh, you're doing paperwork that has to take a backseat. Player asks you to be in the gym. They know. Now we have a ton of coaches. We obviously have our, our ops guy, our video coordinator, but they know player asks you to shoot. You're, you drop everything and you go shoot with them. So our, our players know that. So they have access, you know, un, unfettered access to our guys. And if they want to, you know, go early in the morning, they just tell us the night before and we change our schedule. You, they want to shoot at seven o'clock before practice. Someone better be in there at seven. That's our job. That's what we're getting paid for. We're not getting paid to, you know, you know, go on Twitter and, and see what the latest recruiting news is. Like anybody can do that. <laughs> no doubt. So, Someone said something, uh, I want to say it was Alan Griffin, who was an assistant at Syracuse, great player at Syracuse, he's assistant there for Jim Behan. He once said, players spell love, T-I-M-E. You got to give these guys your time, all right? That's when they know you really, really care about them. My dog just came and took my sneaker here on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, hey, nice. Shout out to the dog. Yes, 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 yes. Little, little Duke over there. Just grabbed my brand, new, my brand new shoe there. But anyway, um, so we really – I mean, I take that very seriously. When I heard that, that really resonated with me. Like, that's that's when guys know you care, when you're giving them your, you know, your time. That's what they need. And, uh, and, and so we make sure we're doing that. That's a very, that's a high priority for, for myself and our staff. You kind of missed it. So you have an older roster this year, which I think is really, really good for you to compete in the NAC, which is a tough league. You don't realize Northeast Conference is not an easy conference. You know, it's a knockout drag out every night, different styles of play, great coaches, great talent. And I feel like if you all got more airtime, closing on ESPN3, people would know yeah. how good the league really is, in my opinion. Well, the, the, the hardest part about this level is, one, just speaking our league, there's not a major difference between the first place team and the last place team. It's not like, you know, when Duke's got five pros in the ACC and a team that finishes last in the ACC has no pros, there's a big disparity in that talent. Not that that team can't win, but you're getting so out-talented. You know, our first place team and our last place team is probably separated by about 25 possessions the whole year. If 25 possessions go one way or another, you can flip-flop that. So every – I always tell people every game at best is a 50-50 game. We're probably favored in, I don't know, 10 games all year. So, you know, so – and when I'm actually favored, you're favored by like a point, two points. No doubt. So every night, like, I, you know, you know, we're in obviously UConn land and UConn women's basketball and, and, and Gino Arima actually – happens to be a friend of mine because my old boss and him were best of friends. So I got to know him, but like, you know, and he's obviously an all time great, but like, we don't even experience like winning by 30. Like we're not beating anybody to 30. You know, we, we, you know, maybe we play one non division one game and we win that one by 30, but every other game, if you don't play well, 
you're getting beat and maybe mm-hmm. badly. So um, it's there's no rest for the weary, and and it's it's uh, you know I, I you know we we're just you have to be ready to win close games if you want to have a good year. Because again, I've had some great years and we've had some bad years, and the reality is, the difference is boy, it ain't as much as thin. Exactly, it is. The margins are so thin, and uh, listen, and that's why my grades are a lot more now than they used to be. <laughs> hey, I'll look at last year's schedule for you. There are some games you could have really won, but it was just like so. It's like just even looking at your record last year, some of the games and the score was like I could tell that hey, there was a little younger, looking younger team last year. The guys yeah. going through the fire, so this year the middle older with transfers coming in. Hey. Well, it was a tough game last year. It could be a win this year. You'd be happy that night. No question. No question. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's and, – and that's why attention to detail is so important because these games are so close. I mean, you got you got to be able to – you got to be able to perform late in games. And most of our games, I would say 75% of our games are a one-possession game with five minutes to go. You know, one-possession game. So, like, in a five-minute game, anybody can beat anybody. You know, I don't care if you're the better team. It's just, There's not that many possessions left in the game. So we got to, you know, we, you got to pull those out. Sometimes there's a little luck involved. Um, sometimes it's, you know, maybe the, the team that's a little more disciplined, a little more attention to detail. But, uh, but you know, and the other thing too is is, is a team that, that believes they should win. And we're, we're a little older, which is, again, one of the reasons I'm excited about our team is we are older for the first time in a long time. And, and part of it was not because guys stayed, it's because we brought some older guys in, which I think is probably going to be the model um, not just for our level, but for every level. Like, you, you know, the days of Kentucky and Duke going to the Final Four with all freshmen, I don't know, boy, those freshmen better be, you know, I mean, you had Duke with the greatest coach in the history of college basketball, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and uh, Cam Reddish got beaten this week 16. <laughs> you know, you you need some you need some veterans. And even though if you look at, at, at how they're doing it, they're bringing in a lot of freshmen, but they always like to bring in one or two or three older transfers. Uh, you need older guys. It's so hard to win. You know, you can have elite 18-year-olds, but if they're playing against 22, 23-year-old men, yes, there's, there's a difference. And we're not getting Zion Williams. So, like, we we need to get old. We need to find a way to get older and stay older. And I think that's the key to college basketball. Now, you need good players. You can't win with older and lousy players. But No like, doubt. <laughs> you know, you need talent. But, you know, one of the things that I feel good about is we are older for the first time probably in about three or four years, and uh, hopefully that'll pay dividends. No doubt. And what the NBA is going to change the age limit, too, in two years to make it 18 again. So some of them guys was forced to stay at Duke or Kentucky or a year won't be there anymore. So I feel like you can get more quality talent, and it'll help you all get some cracks, some diamonds in the rough there who fall the cracks because everybody can't go to Kentucky or Duke. So you might get a guy or you kind of up north. So I feel like it'll help guys on your level as well because – it won't be. It won't be. As, we can't just flood here. Like, you hit here or you're not, because the angels are gonna be gonna be gone. Yeah. No. Well, you know the interesting thing too. I mean, first of all, heck, since the last time we spoke, which was only a year ago, I mean, college basketball is so things are so different now. I mean, you know, with the NIL and you know, obviously transferring being so prominent. Like, you know, the interesting thing is, I, I actually. The, the NIL, I actually think, is a great thing for a lot of reasons. But one of the main reasons from a from a purely looking at it from a college basketball standpoint, you know, you look at a guy like Oscar Chibwe, national player here at Kentucky, obviously a phenomenal player. 
he never would have stayed at Kentucky if it wasn't for the NIL. But a guy like him who was probably like a late first projected late first runner, probably would have went into the second round. He stays in Kentucky with his NIL money. He's making more staying at Kentucky. Yes. So now, which is better for college basketball. You want to keep a guy like Oscar Cheever. First of all, I mean, the, the kid seems like a phenomenal, phenomenal person and just a credit to his community. But like, he's such a good player. I mean, and, and it, it just will help the product so much more. And I do think too, not only is it good for the kids to make short-term money. Now he's making life-changing money at Kentucky. Most of the guys aren't going to make life-changing NIL money. But what it does do is maybe that marginal guy who's going to make small money in the G League says, let me just stay here, make the same amount of money, get my degree. And if I don't make a life changing money, I got a degree. So I actually think it's really the NIL. I know there's a lot of controversy about it and everyone's this, that. I think it's going to help the game. And I think more less kids are going to make bad decisions by leaving when they probably shouldn't. Because everybody's telling you how great you are, but like reality is, is like unless someone's promising you a, a first round, you know, spot. Correct. You, you know, you, there's no guarantee you're gonna make any money. <laughs> you exactly. know, so, so I think uh, the NIL is has been a real positive for college basketball and keeping some of its best players. Um, now, listen, it, it, it can get a little tricky, and there's there's positives and negatives to everything, but I think it's gonna be a net positive. And in terms of the transferring, you know, I think. F- for for our level, you know, we, you know, we kind of were, I, I was like a trendsetter in terms of not me, but our program where we fought, you know, when I first got into an eight, you know, first head coaching job nine, nine, 10 years ago, you know, our second, third year, we lost a couple of kids to Cincinnati, a kid to St. Hall, great players. When we, when that happened eight years ago, it took us a year or two to recover, to replace that guy. Now with transferring being more across the board, you know, we lost our two leading scores from last year's team. And I think we've gotten significantly better. That's not something that we could have done six or seven years ago. Now, you have to be at peace with knowing you're going to have a different team every year. Like that's No doubt. Just, now. Yeah, you want to, you, you know, that, that's going to frustrate you. You should stop coaching right now because you're always going to be frustrated. But it gives you an opportunity to, if you do lose some quality players, which we did do, to replace them with, maybe potentially as good, if not better players. So, and again, when we lost Kane Broom to Cincinnati and then Quincy McKnight to Seton Hall, you know, we felt it two years later and it it set us back. Where now, again, we lose two leading scores to a higher level and I think we're going to be better. So uh, it's, it's changing the dynamic. It's hard, you know, for the, for the diehard fans that want to get to know the players, you know, you might not have that, that, you know, two or three or four year relationship with a player, you know, like, like a, a Tyler Hensborough at North Carolina or, you know, you know, but you got to fall in love for a year. <laughs> we're, we're dating a lot quicker. And, and yes, indeed. So you got to, you know, you, you have to kind of manage that. So it, it's interesting. I, I do think the product could end up being better long term because of the new rule changes. You're just going to have to do things a little differently. And, 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 and this is, you know, talk about a good job. And, and then your, your people, your leadership ha- needs to understand that, like, hey, everybody's leaving. Duke's losing guys. Kentucky's losing guys. Kansas losing guys. Like, you know, like, this is just the way it works. Like, people, if they don't love their situation, they're going to move on, and that's fine. Uh, but you need your people to support you on that, you know. Um, and 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 if they do, 
you know, which thankfully ours does, we, we, you know, we can, we can take advantage of this and be better for it in the long run. And look at the second round picks this year. Uh, it picked 38 in the second round of the draft, signed a two-way contract. So they're using the second round now for two-way deals or non-guaranteed deals. And I was shocked the Hawks gave Tyrese Martin of UConn a real contract. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to get a two-way deal. But second round, they gave him a real contract. So I feel bad for these kids with their agents to hype them up, tell them, hey, you should go. Because if you're second round picking the NBA, NBA now, you're going to be probably on a two-way deal now. Because if you're pick 38 and a two-way deal, you're eight picks from the first round. So it's real dicey. Because a G League contract is 35000 Then it's two ways, 512000 yeah, I know. I mean, it's 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 interesting. Now, the good news is there's some decisions to be made because, again, a lot of these guys that are signing these two-way deals, they can make more money staying in college. Yes. And, and so now, what does that do? One, it it makes the college game better because great players, marginal NBA guys with great college players are staying. Two is they're staying now. They got to go to class. So now they're at least getting closer to a degree. Because here's the reality, for probably 98% of college players, the degree is the lottery ticket. Yes. You know, you know, the degree is the lottery ticket. The degree is how you can make life-changing money long-term. I know, listen, you're not going to make it in five years like in the NBA. Now, if you're in that 2 or 3%, God bless you. You know, you, you can take care of yourself and your family and your kids' kids and all that stuff. But that's not many people. <laughs> that's a very small majority of the people that are making life-changing money because of basketball, it's the degree that really can set you up long term. Hopefully, you know if you, if you utilize it. So, um, I, I you know I, I think it's hopefully going to be a, a positive thing. Less kids will fall through the cracks and get left behind, or those stories of like yeah, he left after a year, got signed a two way, or not even a two way because at least a two way is, is is a good paycheck. They're just going straight G League, making thirty five. Yeah, thirty five thousand dollars a year, like. You and I know that ain't that much money. You know Correct. what I mean? Like it's it's the you know you you have to work for a lot, a lot of years at thirty five thousand dollars a year to retire. <laughs> you know, no the problem is as a player with no degree. If you have a ten year pro career, that's a heck of a career. Ten years. So like, now what? Now now you got to you know got to find a job. You know, and ten years is that's pretty good. Like no one's playing. In, you know, ain't many Tom Brady's out there, and not in basketball. <laughs> no doubt. You, know, you know, playing into their 40s. You can't play into your 40s in basketball. Not at the level that you need to play at where people are going to pay you real money. So um, it's interesting. The, the dynamics are interesting. People are trying to get it right. People are trying to do the right things. You know, no, it's never going to be perfect. And, you know, there's been a lot of unhappy people. But I do think people are trying to do the right thing for not only the game, but for the for the student athletes, you know, and and, and I think, um, you know, I think it's great that kids can make some money. You know, not our level, the NIL money is not big, but at least the high major level where where they're, they're bringing in tons of money for the school. Like these kids are getting compensated. Now it's short term. That money dry, once you leave, it's it over. They, they ain't paying you two million a year anymore. But at least at that point, they're you know they're 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 reaping the benefits of of the excitement they're creating. And the revenue that they're generating. So it, it's a good thing. Uh, I do think long term it's a good thing. You know, it's a little bit of the Wild West. So I think everyone's trying to figure out how, how are we doing this. And the other thing, too, I think people are trying to figure out is, is this a sustainable model? Like right now, 
a lot of, you know, a lot of these schools are starting these collectives and, you know, are these donors going to say like, Hey, we'll keep donating the collectives, but you know, uh, it, it's interesting. Like facilities was always a big thing, you know, state of the art facilities and there's still thing, but like facilities takes a major step, step um, behind NIL money. So I think people have to realize, all right, how am I going to donate my money if, you know, these boosters and stuff and, and these collectors. So there's so many things going on. It's, you know, uh, you're almost like a CEO now as much as a coach in managing all these things, especially yeah. at the highest levels. Like, you know, and I can only imagine what football coaches are going through because their rosters are so big. I mean, you're almost like a, as much a CEO as you are. You're probably more of a CEO than you are a coach. 100%. You know, and, and, and in basketball on a smaller scale, but uh, there's so many things you're managing. Uh, you, you you try to prioritize your time, so at least you're coaching a little bit, <laughs> you know, and, 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 oh, and uh, you know, but hey, listen, this is the life we chose. No one's feeling bad for, for me. Certainly no one's feeling bad for, you know, John Calipari and Bill Self because, you know, they're making millions of millions and, and you got to embrace it. And uh, we're still... You know, it's it's like uh, people talk about uh, the United States and our system, and it's a terrible system. But no one's found a better one yet. You know, like you know, this is like a lot of things we're doing in coaching. It's terrible, but I haven't found a job I'd rather do more. <laughs> so, so exactly. Well, I do. This is I'm, I'm I'm very thankful that I have this job. I'm glad I didn't choose you and my my, my father. Just for my father's a coach. I'm glad I didn't choose you all. I'll tell my dad all the time. Every night on the radio, I win. I don't lose any games on the radio. <laughs> Yeah, you know, sometimes you say, boy, I'd love to do radio or TV because, you know, you're undefeated. But uh, but you miss it, too. I, I know a lot of the, a lot of former coaches that are in it, they, they do miss the excitement because here's the other thing with coaching. When you're winning, there ain't nothing better in the world to do. When you're losing, there's very few things more miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I'll tell you, Coach, I'm going to example what you said. I got I, I, my degrees in business, I moderate communications. I, the football thing worked for me. I, I got cut twice in training camp. By two different teams, I, I I took my pill. I had a degree in business communications is my minor. And I'm doing it right now, so I'm an example. Get your degree, you can do something with it. And I'm loving, I'm loving life, doing it, living a stressful life right now. You're a great example, and you're killing it, baby. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I got one more for you, Coach Man. You got some non-conference games this year, brother. Rutgers, Pittsburgh, St. Joseph's, man. Tell me about that. I know those all your guarantee games people play, man. But that's a great schedule, man, for your young guys to spring up these different venues, man, and get ready for that NEC play, man. Well, it's two things it does for us. One, uh, you know, all of our guys think they can play at Rutgers and, and Pitt, so we'll find out. Right? Go, go perform against those guys. Uh, Rutgers is a, is actually Steve is, is a good friend of mine. We, we worked together at Central Connecticut years ago, and uh, he's done a f phenomenal job there, but you know, New Jersey is an area that we recruit heavily, uh, not only as a program, but as a university. So it's good exposure for our, our university playing them. Um, they've obviously ele really elevated their program to to uh, a, a real, real high level. You know, Pitt in the ACC is, is, is uh, you know, a great challenge for us. And, and it's and we, we, we used to play Robert Morris, who's been in our league, so we were familiar with that trip. And, and um you know, it's actually Pittsburgh is actually one, of, in my opinion, one of these underrated cities in the country. I, I love Pittsburgh. I think it's great, great, great culture, great, a lot of things going on. But it, you know, playing in ACC school, ACC is 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 one of the premier leagues, and and then St. Joe's, Philadelphia, again, is another area where we recruit, where um, our university recruits, and so so we, we do it for two reasons: exposure, 
Kids like playing those games. And two is if we're going to make the NCAA tournament, we're playing a team like Peter Rutgers. So let's see what it feels like to play those bodies and stuff like that. So we're not, you know, it's not the first time you see it when you get, you know, you know, hopefully you can get in and, you know, you're probably going to be somewhere from a 14 to 16 seed. So you're going to play a one, two or three seed and they're going to have some dudes <laughs> that we're going to have to go. So again, it's a combination of the players like it. It generates some revenue for our university. Uh, strategically, we try to pick teams that I think fit what we're looking for, um, you know, in terms of overall kind of recruitment for our university. And uh, and, then, and then the other thing too is you, you look, you know, uh, you, you look for, for games that you think you have a chance to be competitive in and they're hard to win, you know, but, uh, and, and so, so there's all those factors going, but we, you know, we have three good ones this year and uh, hopefully we can be competitive and, and see where we stand. And, and then guy, again, guys get a dose of reality one way or another, like, Hey, you score 25 against Rutgers. That means you're pretty damn good. You know, no they, hold you, they hold you to two, which is more likely. Well, we got some work to do. You want to go to, you want to be at that level? can't score two points. They don't want guys scoring two points a game. They can get anybody to score two points a game, you know? So um, it's it's an opportunity for our guys to, to see where they stand and for us to see where we stand as a program. And and hopefully we don't get bruised too bad. And we we, 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 show, we show that we can do some things. Coach Latino, thank you so much for your time, man. I've looked at a little job, a little chats, a little we had in the last five years. Hope we're doing uh, five more years and be on y'all as you had there, there, man. So I was good to uh, chat with you this time of year, man. I've been chatting for you as always, man. If and it, hopefully I can talk to you in January after that, if you get a great record, man, talk to you. So so uh, both your support, man. From from your lips to God's ears, I really enjoy our time. It's been it's been a great uh, you know friendship and pleasure, and and uh, hopefully we can do this. Hopefully we can do this right before the NCAA tournament. We're talking about getting ready for the NCAA tournament. That would that would be a that would be my dream is, is that you and I are talking maybe you know during that that few days before selection. Yes. Shows, you think you're going to end up and uh, and uh, that 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 would be awesome. That would be awesome. I, I would be it would be a, a great thrill to do that. And, and you'll be. I love to have you on my March off. coverage, man. I love it. I would love to have you as part of my March because that week I'm really busy. With all these different. Hey, I want to have you party. I, I do. I really do. Anytime, you know that. Anytime you shoot me a text, I'll, I'll be there for you because I appreciate everything you do for us, man. So, hey, listen, thank you very much, man. Have a have a great have a great one, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, man. You be safe, buddy. Hope to see you soon, man. All right, you take care. All right, bye now. What's up, family? Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. As your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online. Well, the game starts. Bell Lines is a proud sponsor 
of the Boss Man Show. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.